Father, forgive them for they know not what they have done. We don't really understand it, so we take it for granted. This is the depth of sacrifice that anyone could ever make. No wonder we need to understand this season, that this season is not about cheap grace. The blood of Jesus expanded and reached all over the globe. There is power in the blood. Welcome to Life by Design with Pastor Alistair Smiley. Touching hearts, reaching communities, and changing lives. So get ready to be changed and transformed with one simple message. Jesus Christ saves, heals, and delivers. Be ready to start living your life by design because God has a plan for you. Look at the text tonight. Luke chapter 23, verse 33 to 35. NIV translation says, And when they came to the place called the skull, there they crucify him, referring to Jesus, along with two criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided his clothes by costing lots. They stripped him of his clothes by costing lots. The people stood watching. And the rulers even sneered at him. They said, he saved others. Let him save himself if he is the Christ of God, the chosen one. Father, help us tonight as we begin to discuss your words and share that your spirit, your anointing, your wisdom will be with us. We ask for insight direction in Jesus' name. How did we get here? That a man named Jesus will be crucified, killed. The cross is the ultimate model of God's plan, love, and display. And the seven statements on the cross give us an insight into God's mind how he thinks, and how he manifests his love to us. The cross is the ultimate sacrifice that one could think of. But I want you to understand that I am only beginning the first aspect of this journey, how we get here. What does this first statement on the cross 
what does it represent? What does it mean? What does it mean for us? What does it mean for them there? The first statement from the cross, it's a statement of mercy. It's a statement of compassion. It's a statement of redemption. It's a statement of grace. It's a statement of love. It's a statement of reconciliation. It's a statement of soteriology. It's a statement of atonement. But most importantly, it's a statement of cost. 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 Forgiveness is costly. It's amazing. Uh, in Japan, there was some soldier that was captured, and they were taken captive. And the Japanese, they were punishing these soldiers. They worked them. And prisoner of war should not be punished, but they were punished. And they took them out to work, and they had um, six shovels, and it was seven of them, and the guard thought that one of the shovel was missing and perhaps one of the prisoner had hid the shovel. So he began to question the prisoner and say, where is this shovel his? And all of them were saying, I don't know where it is. And he decided that he was going to kill all of them if they did not confess who has taken one of the shovel. And they all realized that this guard wasn't joking. He was going to kill them all. One of the prisoners stood up and said, I am the one who hid the shovel. And the guard took one of the remaining shovel and beat this prisoner to death. And the sixth prisoner took the body back to the base. But they discovered that he did not hit the shovel. But somehow he realized that if he did not confess, the seven of them would be killed and he sacrificed his own life in order that these prisoners might live. The story went on to say, as a result of that, the atmosphere and the attitude in the prison changed. Everyone become brothers. Everyone was caring for each other because they realized that someone paid the price that they might live. That's what Jesus did. If we really understood what Jesus did for us, then we will understand what this first statement meant. Father, forgive them for they know not what they have done. We don't really understand it, so we take it for granted. These six prisoners understood what it meant for somebody to take their place. Have you ever heard the songwriter said, I hold a death I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. But Jesus did it all for us. Can you work with me tonight? 
Hallelujah. You know, I asked myself a question, can I model Jesus? Can I model? Because that's really what we're asked to do, to model him because he's the Messiah. He's setting the example. And that is a challenge for all of us. How many of you have someone in your life that you really need to forgive? Don't lift your hand up. All right, close your eyes now and lift your hand up. It's a very difficult thing to do. But I was reading the story, and I call it Living Example of Gary Lennon Ridgeway. It's better known as the infamous Green River Killer. This gentleman confessed to killing approximately 60 women. He have a hatred for prostitute. Somehow one of the young lady that was killed was the daughter of Robert Rule. His teenage daughter was the victim. Her name is Linda Jane Rule. But somehow all these victim parents have to speak up. One by one they spoke against Mr. Richway. They told him how much I hate you. What you have done, you ripped my life apart. You have torn my life apart. But somehow Mr. Rule stood up. And he made this statement. He said, you have made it difficult for me to live up to what I believe. And that is what God says to do, that I should forgive you. And he said, sir, I have forgiven you. This cold-blooded murderer, when all the rest of victims spoke, he was stone, stern. But when Mr. Rule spoke up and said, I forgive you, he broke down in tears and wept. There is power in forgiveness. This is what Jesus did and the cross, hallelujah. No wonder the songwriter say, oh, how he loves me. I know not why I only cry. Oh, he loved me. This is the depth of sacrifice that anyone could ever make. No wonder we need to understand this season, that this season is not about cheap grace. It costs. It costs. It might be cheap. It might be, it might be free rather, but it's not cheap. It's costly. Somebody has to pay for it. Hallelujah. And the question is just as how Jesus paid in full, how you and I can be a living example of that by following Jesus' footsteps. Patrick Henry says, forgiveness is a fragrance that the violet shed on the heel of him who crushed it. 
Resentment is like drinking poison and then hoping that it will kill your enemies. But forgiveness will stop and stunt your enemy. No wonder the writer of the New Testament said in the book of Corinthians, had the prince of the world knew that the death and the sacrifice of Jesus would have crushed and bruised his head. He would not have crucified the king of glory. Hallelujah. There is power in the death, the burial and resurrection of Jesus. There is power in the sacrifice of the Son of God. Nelson Mandela said, the weak can never forgive. Forgiveness is the attributes of the strong. God was strong in sending his Son to forgive us. When you forgive your enemy, you are not weak, but you are strong. It takes strength to make that sacrifice. You become an imitator of your Savior and you are following in the full step of your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus said, as I am, so are you in the world. You see, when Jesus came to earth, he never wrote a book yet. We have more books that have written about Jesus. So he never wrote a song that most of the song in history has been written about him. He never fired a shot lets all the leaders and the empire bow at his command because Jesus was not a mere man. He was the son of God who came from the bosom of God who came down into a sin blasted world to redeem us. He was man and he was God with us. He was in the beginning with God and he became flesh and dwell among us and we beheld the glory of the son of God. Oh, he was not only men, but he was Emmanuel, God with us. And he came down here because no one can forgive sin except God. And God came and took the weight of sin upon his back. How did we get here, folks? History tells us. That on the altar of the Old Testament, there has been millions of animals were sacrificed. They were sacrificed. Can I submit to you what we don't understand about the danger of sin? Is that the innocent must suffer. Anytime sin is, sin has occurred, the innocent must suffer. Look at the text in Luke chapter 23. There are seven statements or principles there that says Jesus was innocent. Sin demand that the innocent must die. In Luke 23, the order tells us that Jesus was innocent and this comes from the lips of five different people. 
Luke wants us to know that Jesus was innocent. Listen, because Jesus was innocent, it says in verse, verse 40, 47, so Pilate said to the chief priest and the crowd, I find no fault with him declaring the innocence of Jesus Christ. And in verse 13 to 15, then Pilate, when he had called together the chief priests, the rulers, and the people, and said to them, you have brought this man to me as one who mislead the people, and indeed, having examined him in your presence, I found no fault in this man concerning those things of which you accuse him. Luke 23 verse 20 to 22 Pilate therefore wishing to release Jesus again call out to them but they shouted saying crucify him crucify him then he said to them the third time why what evil has he done I have no reason for him to put to death wherefore therefore chastise him and let him go but the people say no Jesus was innocent and in verse 15 it says neither did Herod for I sent you back to him and indeed nothing deserving of death has been done by him in verse 41 and we indeed justly, that's one of the criminals speaking, for we receive the due reward of our deed, but this man has done nothing wrong. From the mouth of Herod, from the mouth of Pilate, from the mouth of the thief, we're saying he is innocent. And God was saying he is innocent. And in verse 47, when the centurion saw what had happened, he glorified God saying, certain this must be a righteous man. Even the outsider, the bystander was saying he was a righteous man. And number seven, Joseph of Amartya, the righteous man confirmed and asked for Jesus' body to be put in the tomb. Seven example of the innocent Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Because the innocent has to pay for the guilty. Jesus is innocent. Yet they put him to death. How many of you here tonight, you're so innocent? Hallelujah. If you're not Ill, innocent just like myself, we're all guilty. Somebody has to pay. But thanks be to God, somebody already paid. It is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. But when you understand that the innocent must die, then you have to wrestle with the question of cost. Cost. How much does it cost? The Bible tells us that sin has a high price. It. It cost Adam and Eve their lives. Adam and Eve would be driven from the presence of God. It cost them paradise. It cost them fellowship with God. It cost them the Garden of Eden. 
Sin is very costly. And somebody has to pay. As a matter of fact, not only did he cast them paradise, sin caused an innocent animal to be killed so that Adam and Eve need to be clothed. Sin is costly. I hear the scripture said in Romans chapter 5 and verse 12, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Sin robs us of our true identity. Sin is what you would say, it, it robs us of the true expression and the true nature of what we should be and what we should become. What it would represent is a flower that should bloom, it doesn't bloom. Somebody that should flourish, they didn't flourish because sin robbed things of their potential, their vitality, their virtue. But somehow sin has to be stopped. And God was looking down on this planet. And he saw all the innocent animal and the priests going into the holies of holy once per year. And they had to use blood to wash their hands and the feet. And they had to have a bell on them in case they went in and they were unclean and they would be killed. And God said, I got to put on flesh. It costs so much, but I am willing to pay the price in order to redeem my creation because God not only see the present but he also see the future because sin and death and the enemy will not never have dominion over God's masterpiece because what God meant in creation that man should be co-ears and co-ruler with him and God is righteous and pure and sin will prevent that so God has to come up with a plan and the perfect plan was Jesus Christ the son of God sin costs innocent animals their lives God killed some animal so that he could clothe Adam and Eve in Genesis 3.21. Sin always has consequences. No one can ever get away without someone paying for their sin. The scripture said in Romans chapter 6 and verse 23 that the wages pay for sin his death. Oh, glory be to God. It doesn't matter what your race is. doesn't matter what your background is. The wages has never gone down. The wages is still death. We can cover it up with beauty. We can cover it with present day ideology. But sin still remain a costly element. No wonder the Old Testament writer said sin is still a reproach to any people, to any nation but righteousness exalt a nation. Not only does righteousness exalt a nation but righteousness would exalt an individual and Jesus said my righteousness will cover your sin. He became sin so that you and I may become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Father, forgive them for they don't know what they are doing. They don't understand the cost of sin. 
Sin caused Jesus' life here on earth. And that he died for all that they which lived should henceforth live unto them, not unto themselves, but unto him which died for them. And rose again, 2 Corinthians 5, 15. Sin caused Cain and happiness, lowliness. And after he killed his brother, Genesis 4, 11 to 13. Sin by other cost Joseph a normal life with his family. Sin will mess up a nation, mess up a world, mess up a community, mess up a family, mess up a church. And sin will send us into eternal doom. Can you praise God with me? Sin is costly. So what's the price? What's the price? The price is blood. Life is in the blood. Blood. So his blood need to be spilt. Listen what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 20. For you are bought with a price. A price has to be paid. So glorify God in your body. Hallelujah. Riches of God. In other words, because of what God did, you and I do not belong to ourselves. His death is burial. We became the property of Jesus Christ. He bought us and paid for us. And he paid with his life. Oh, hallelujah. Therefore, we can't do our own thing because we belong to him. For him I live. For him I move. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. The life of God now live inside of you and I because we have been redeemed. Not with silver, nor with gold, but with the precious blood of Jesus. And Jesus knew that. So in Matthew 26, 28, he said, For this is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. His blood was poured out when he said, Father, forgive them. He was thinking of he's going to die and pay the price. I hear Hebrew cry out in Hebrew eleven twenty two. according to the law, one may almost say all things are cleansed with blood and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. When sin occurs, an animal has to die. An innocent animal has to be punished. But all the blood of animal could not do it. 
Oh, but there is a blood. There was a blood of the Son of God. No wonder when John saw him in John 1.29, John said, Behold the Lamb of God. Look at the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. The spotless Lamb of God came down to take away sin. Yes, the bullocks could not do it. The dove could not do it. The sheep could not do it. The turkey dove could not do it. But the precious blood, for it reaches to the highest mountain. Oh, glory to God. Jesus never walked an hundred mile out from where he lives, but his blood reaches to the highest mountain. It reaches to all the valleys and all the nation where men and women are inhabited, the blood of Jesus expanded and reached all over the globe. There is power in the blood. Discovering the Power of Joy by Pastor Alistair Smiley. I recommend this book to everyone, not just Christians, but everyone at large. Bishop Don Epiphe. This book is a masterpiece, Dr. Kazumba Charles. Pastor Smiley does more than appeal to feelings. It is a book that clarifies the meaning of joy. Clarence Duff, PhD. The morning rays of the sun are breaking beyond the cloud of your darkness. Wake up now and get ready for your joy in the morning. Order your copy today. This has been a presentation of Life by Design with Pastor Alistair Smiley, where God is turning impossibilities into reality. Please drop us a line. Send us your prayer request at the address shown on the screen. Thank you for watching.